0: Osiris Howdy folks, thanks for tuning in to GuitarCast with Andy Keithley, a member of the Osiris Podcast Network Osiris is a growing community of great music and culture podcasts Learn more at osirispod.com this episode features guitarist Woody Aplanalp, who tells me all about playing with artists like Bobby Womack, Lauren Hill, Aloe Black, Nels Klein, as well as his solo project, Bonsai Universe. Thank you to all the listeners, and thanks to everyone who's been following on Twitter and Instagram, at GuitarCast. Right now we've got a handful of five-star ratings on iTunes, so thanks to everyone who's been rating the show. And we have one iTunes review left by D-Pow, D-Pow says, quote, nice pod, dude. End quote. So thanks, d pow, pow. So do me a favor and leave a rating and a review on iTunes and I'll read your review, good or bad, on the next episode. So, 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 so. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CashOrTrade.org. Cash or Trade is basically Airbnb for concert tickets and it's a must-have for all live music lovers. Right now, Cash or Trade is offering listeners of this podcast 25% off a year of gold membership. Purchase concert tickets for face value and avoid scams and scalpers by going to cashortrade.org slash Osiris. That's cashortrade.org slash Osiris for 25% off a year of gold membership. Here comes GuitarCast episode 19 with guitarist Woody Applin, 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 Applin. Applin. Here we are on the guitar cast uh, with my guest, Woody. And how do you say your last name? Applin' Alp. Applin' Alp. That's what Perfect. I, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah. I mean, you just sounded out.
1: It looks tricky at first glance, yeah.
0: but it's really only three syllables. Cool. So, Woody Applin' Alp. And uh, Woody was recommended to me to have on the show by Nate LaPointe, right. who was a guest on here. Very good friend of mine. And... Um, so that's kind of the only way that I know you. And so um, tell me a little bit about yourself, about just kind of where you're from and, and how you got okay. into it.
1: Uh, I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley, you know, um, in a town called Rosemead, which is next to Pasadena. Okay. And uh, from there, I went to uh, Pasadena City College, where I sort of got into jazz. And there was a teacher there named Bobby Bradford who had played with Ornette Coleman okay and so we got turned on to some pretty hip sort of free bop yeah they called it yeah and uh you know then i went from there to cal arts and uh my first year there um i had a teacher named roscoe mitchell who was in a band called the art ensemble of chicago and he was part of the aacm movement Hmm. uh Association for the Advancement of Creative Music. Cool. And uh they were doing all kinds of cool stuff in the 70s, like merging classical jazz, theater, composition, uh-huh. and very experimental. Yeah. So that was really influential for me.
0: That's cool. And you are now on the faculty at CalArts. That's correct. And so what do you do there?
1: Um, I'm one of the guitar teachers there, uh, the guitar program, uh, the, the head of the program is Stuart Fox, who's been there a long time and he's kind of like the classical guy. Okay. Um, and they lean more towards contemporary experimental classical and, uh, You know, that's his area of expertise. And uh, when I was a student there, I studied with him and also Miroslav Tadic, who is uh, extremely versatile. He's a Serb, from, uh, so he plays all those Macedonian rhythms. Cool. You know, real funky odd meter stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's also a flamenco player and, and a great electric player. He's just extremely diverse and was another big influence.
0: Yeah. Flamenco is a style that I really have very little experience with. And it's, you know, I've been playing guitar my whole life and played a few different styles. But flamenco, like the the nuance and the subtlety of it uh, is something I never got into. Never tried. So it's not like it's something I gave up on.
1: I'm with you on that, except I did try. You tried? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh you know it definitely you know was not something that came natural to me uh, for playing i love listening to it of course but, yeah um,
0: it it always sounds great and it's yeah. it's uh, some of the speed that they play with
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know i'm not even sure how they how that's happening mm-hmm. some of the really fast runs and stuff like that yeah but um but yeah it's it's uh that's a cool style so so what styles would you say are your kind of home base
1: well um so when i got there you know my first year was kind of i was in the jazz program Mm -hmm. so um you know i was learning bebop and you know modern styles of jazz i was really into the experimental jazz styles free jazz is you know being kind of one of them and um grew up on rock classic rock pink floyd and neil young kind of being some of my top favorites yeah you know as a kid And um, then, you know, right after school, I got a gig playing with Bobby Womack.
0: Yeah, okay. So is this how you know Nate?
1: Well, actually, I knew Nate before, uh, you know, um, I'm the guy that introduced Nate to to that gig. Okay. So um, I graduated from CalArts in 99. And the miracle of my life, like the last week of school, I did the audition for Bobby Womack. And the week after graduation, I was on the road with Bobby Womack. Nice. And, uh, um, you know, that was kind of my main gig for about 13 years. Wow. And, uh, you know, I did like the Lauryn Hill and the Treelock Gertu and these other gigs I had in between i was still doing womack and nate was my sub during those years okay so when i would go off doing those other gigs nate would fill in and do womack and then eventually you know i moved on and he took over that gig for the last couple years of his career
0: that's a long run man 13 years yep well that's great so what kind of guitar were you playing with that band
1: Well, Bobby had an endorsement with ESP Mm -hmm. guitars, and so he hooked me up with them, and I got um, a couple of Strat copies uh, that I still play to this day. They're really good guitars. Um, I've done a lot of mods on them, swapped out pickups and all that, and uh, also a couple of really cool semi-hollow bodies that they discontinued many years ago Mm. that um, I used on many of the Womack gigs, and so... For probably 90% of all the Womack gigs, I was playing those ESP guitars. Okay. You know, uh, mostly due to the affiliation that he had. They actually made a Bobby Womack guitar. Our model, really? It was a, it's a left-handed telly. Cool. Because he played left-handed upside down.
0: Huh. That's cool. So did he restring, you know? No,
1: he played it regular. He just flipped it over. Just
0: flipped it. That's we, how my dad plays. Oh, really? So, so I grew up, you know... Um, learning from my dad and he would take a right-handed strung guitar mm-hmm. and just flip it over. So yeah. that I was kind of looking at him and it was sort of a mirror image, but you know, uh, it, it takes a minute to adjust. He makes these weird chord shapes because yeah. he's playing his bass notes, you know, way down sure. here. Yeah. But it's uh and we would go into guitar shops and, you know, just kind of pick something off the wall and play for a little while. And the guys in the, in the shop would take a few minutes and kind of be like, wait a second, right. what are you doing there? What, what's he is he playing is that lefty or
1: it's weird you know one of the weirdest things when i first got the gig with womack you know that first year he was showing me how because he was a great guitar player so he would show me how he wanted stuff played and the craziest thing like i would be wearing the guitar strapped on and he would just grab it not unstrap it because it's and he would just (laughs) grab it and hold it and i was still strapped to me but he would be playing it yeah and he would show me here just do this and that's and like trippy. it didn't make sense at first because i wasn't used to seeing the hands inverted like that uh-huh. but you know eventually it kind of stuck
0: yeah cool so um you mentioned uh lauren hill and some other artists i know uh nels klein is on that list right so tell me about you know um, those projects or was that a were those longer touring times well, in the 90s, um, Nels
1: Klein had a residency uh, not not far from here uh, at a place called the Alligator Lounge in Santa Monica.
0: Alligator Lounge.
1: And he played every Monday night. The Nels Klein Trio would play. Wow. And he would book two different bands to open up. And so... Um, Many times I was in one of the opening bands and several times I actually got to play with him in the headlining slot. Uh, we did it as a duo uh, a couple of times and I played in his trio a couple of times Cool. and the first tour I ever did, the first gigs out of town that were not school bands, yeah, was as the bass player for the Nels Klein Trio cool. in 1995. Wow. So that was... Um, quite an experience
0: yeah so is he from here or was he based Yep. yeah he grew up
1: uh real close to here i didn't realize that yep definitely west side
0: that's that's pretty cool and what about what about uh lauren hill how did that
1: so that was in 2006 um it was a uh, a strange audition i Mm -hmm. went down there wound up getting the gig and it lasted uh, around six months and uh, you know, probably the first four months of that we just rehearsed
0: mm-hmm.
1: all day long, six days a week. It was full-time rehearsal project.
0: Doing what? I mean, she would
1: I mean she had a lot of ideas and we just yeah. tried all her it was like a workshop. Every idea she had, we would just try and, and it was almost like she was a DJ and DJing the live band. Right. Like she would mash up, like half the band would, might be playing one idea and the other ha- half of the band, you know, playing another idea on top of it. And she was real experimental. And, you know, and a lot of those experiments never made it to, the, well, most of them never made it to right. the stage. But we tried all kinds of stuff. And I wish I had recordings of some of that stuff because, yeah. you know, we would have these elaborate arrangements worked out after, you know, working it all day. And then the next day, let's start over and do something
0: different. Huh. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's a great way to achieve something that you'd never set out to 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 achieve. There's a lot of waste or it seems like there's a lot of wasted effort and yeah. There's a lot of stuff that never gets heard and never makes it to the stage, but the result of that process mm-hmm. is always going to be something that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: I believe she's a genius and she gets a, a bad rap and, you know, she has a bad reputation, you know, showing up late to shows and this kind of stuff. Oh. And, um, but her talent, um, like I've never really witnessed anything quite like it, you know, huh. just to be in a room with her and hear her delivering her ideas. Like she could sing everybody's part. Yeah. And even when she would sing the drummer's part, it was so funky. It was yeah. just like, wow, Yeah, you know, huh. she's
0: great. Yeah, that, I don't even know when the last time I heard you know anything from Lauren Hill, but I, th- I think of her as as a vocal artist, and never really realized that she's more of a band leader in that sense.
1: You know, she definitely was at that time. You yeah. know, I don't know how you know she did her her previous albums, but she was definitely you know experimenting and trying out all her ideas. You know, when we were there.
0: And then so you went out on tour with her?
1: We did some touring. Yeah. Um, You know, that didn't last too long. She's notorious for going through a lot of different musicians. Okay. I feel like every musician I know in L.A. went through that audition (laughs) at some point.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's Andy. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. GuitarCast is sponsored by Zuri Food. Simply put, Zuri Food is fresh, all-natural, human-grade dog food and dog treats. Go to ZuriFood.com today and order yours, because pups are people too. Okay, so what would you say, like, today is your main main gig or what's...
1: Well, the teaching is the most consistent thing, because that is just, you know, it's on the schedule, no matter what. Like, unlike these music gigs, you know, they come and go. Uh, For the last few years, I've been doing a lot of uh, really fun gigs with a singer named Aloe Black. Oh, yeah. Who's quite popular and has had some big hits. He had a number one a few years ago. and. Um, we were just in Washington DC a week ago, promoting a new movie that he did called America's musical journey cool. where he, um, uh, talks about Louis Armstrong and the, the roots of American music Sounds and great, and how it, you know, relates to a lot of the major cities. It was really cool. So we played on a couple morning TV shows. We did, um, what a wonderful world. Yeah. And, um, So, um, I, we're still in the process of that. Um, I'm going to Mexico in a couple of weeks to do some more promo for that. And so, um, what's the name
0: of that film?
1: The film is called America's Musical Journey, I believe. Okay. I think so.
0: Cool. So, um,
1: yeah, that's been, you know, one of my, uh, interesting gigs lately.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, what's your background or I guess, you know, when, when you're teaching, is that, Lessons one on one, or do yes. you have groups? Um, last
1: couple of years, it's been lessons one on one. You know, I've done some classes, um, that were basically um, beginning guitar for songwriters, okay? So, because we have a lot of people there who are you know songwriters, and maybe their main instrument is piano, or maybe they kind of play a little guitar and right. want to learn how to improvise more,
0: accompany themselves, um, but yeah.
1: that kind of seems to fluctuate based on demand and so the but the lessons are consistent I do that every year
0: yeah i i remember um you know uh, when i was in school we had we had our core music classes and we had ensembles but we 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 had a uh, a lesson as a as a credited class and i remember getting a lot out of the one-on-one lessons Absolutely. when i was in school it's just a great time to uh, expand on, on an idea or, you know, if you had a question or something that was sort of open-ended, it wasn't, like, super focused.
1: Right. I love it because, you know, I feel like I can really help the students with what they really want. Exactly. You know, whereas, like, in, the, in any class there's an agenda and you have to stick to the script. Right. Where, you know, what I do is it's so different because I have students who do wildly different styles. I've got some some kids who are really into metal, you know, some, some jazzy ones, some songwriter ones, and um, I, I'm able to kind of fill in the holes of what they feel like they need or what direction they want to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not every student has to learn, you know. Uh, Jazz scales, for example. Ja- yeah, you know, it's like, exactly, you know. exactly. Well, that's cool. So, uh, what are you listening to nowadays, or, or uh, in general, what's what goes in your rotation?
1: Um, good question. Um, well, I've been working so hard on my own music lately that I spend a lot of time, you know, just working on my own music. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I flip through Spotify and and flip through the radio, and mm-hmm. you know, I look for new stuff. Um. I often go back to, you know, some of the, the jazz where right? I, I, I still love Miles and Coltrane. Sure. And so those are always, you know, nice to come back to. And, you know, I, I look for, for new music on Spotify and try yeah. out, you know, you what know, the recommendations Spotify, are.
0: Spotify has been really good for um, discovering new music. There is a little bit of, um, you know, with Spotify's payout to their artists is very low. That's a problem. And it's like hard to get on board with that, but at the same time, it is a, it is a very good service, you know, I can, I can go on there and find just about anything that I could think of. And then a bunch of stuff that I hadn't thought of that, Mm -hmm. you know, their algorithm finds, finds a way to put some cool stuff in there.
1: I usually buy something if I really like it, you know, I find it on Spotify and then I'll, I'll buy it on Mm -hmm. iTunes and, um, Especially because you know, if I'm on an airplane, I don't have, I don't always pay for the Wi-Fi, so I like to have it on my device. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, and um, I'll do the same thing. I'll buy if it's a a, you know somebody I know, and Mm -hmm. I know that they have an an album out Mm -hmm. with iTunes. You know, the difference isn't even that much. It's like Spotify, they'll get like pennies, Mm -hmm. iTunes, they'll get like nickels or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but still it's a little bit it's a little bit uh of a better way to support an artist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely tough times that you know, yeah. so they, I hope they can work that out.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. So, speaking of that, you've got a new album out with your main band?
1: That's right. Um I'm using the the name Bonsai Universe for like my singer-songwriter okay. material. Cool. Now, and uh
0: Bonsai Universe. Yeah. And so, is this that you singing on the record? That's right. Okay, cool, man. Oh, I love what I heard of it so far. And we're going to listen to a little bit here in a moment. Thank you. But uh, so tell me about making this record. Did you play everything on it or did you get.
1: I played most of the instrumentation, um, uh, maybe like half of the songs. I've, I've done all the instrumentation and, and uh, a lot of them I've had uh, some friends help me out. Uh-huh. The songs that have real drums on them. A buddy of mine, Anthony Legerfo, played drums, and uh, a bass player named Jason Chesney played on it. Jason and I were in a band together called Old California that was, you know, um, I feel one of the better bands around town for uh, (laughs) several years, but but we broke up about five years ago. I feel like I've heard that
0: name around...
1: Yeah, we we had our heyday. It was it was pretty cool, you know. And I miss it, but you know we've moved on.
0: And what kind of genre was that? band?
1: it was rock and roll yeah. with a uh, kind of a, a, a leaning towards the Americana roots kind mm-hmm. of vibe, but probably more rock than than country for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the drummer Anthony, he's been playing with Neil Young, oh, wow. for the last few years, um, about three or four years now. Cool. Um, He's with Lucas Nelson, who's Willie Nelson's son. Sure. So he's been doing that for 10 years or so. And then Neil picked up that band. Wow. Um, So that's pretty fun for me to have him since Neil's one of my heroes.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, great. Let's uh, listen to a song off of the new album. Album's called Moonstream. Moonstream from Bonsai Universe. And... We're going to listen to Sweet Exaggeration. Cool. Mm-hmm. That was Sweet Exaggeration from the album Moonstream by Bonsai Universe, uh, the band led by my guest Woody applin And Woody, thanks so much for being here on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, you can find this album, Moonstream, on... CD Baby has it if you want to order the hard copy CD, which I recommend.
1: Otherwise, I believe it's available on all the, you know, major services, iTunes and Spotify and Cool.
0: And um, where can our listeners find you online? Do you have a website?
1: Um, there is a website, uh, bonsaiuniversemusic.com. There is um, a Facebook page. And... Um, there's an instagram page which mm-hmm. i'm still figuring out how to how to be an instagrammer but yeah i'm yeah. kind
0: of with you on that i mean <laughs> i've got instagram for it for the guitar cast and it's like uh i'll
1: find you on there
0: thanks again and uh love to have you back on sometime anytime
1: my pleasure thanks for having me all right thanks
0: this episode was produced hosted and edited by me Andy keith keith keep keith keith keith, 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 keith. On the next episode of GuitarCast, I sit down with guitarist Adam Levy, who talks about playing with Nora Jones back in the day and more recently with artists like Amos Lee and Wolfpack. Thanks to our sponsors, CashOrTrade.org and ZuriFood.com. Visit OsirisPod.com and GuitarCast.net for more great podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye. Osiris.